You are live with Get Connected. This is Mike Agarbo with John Beeler. We are Canada's number one tech show from Vancouver all the way to Toronto and, of course, podcast on all your favorite podcast sites. Today, we have an awesome program. We will be uh, doing a gift guide for smart TV sticks. If you want to make your dumb TV smart or you're finding maybe that your smart TV is getting a little slow, you can uh, speed that up by getting a new stick. Or even a new TV. Exactly. So we'll be covering some of uh, that. We'll also be talking with Steve Cohen. He is uh, one of the, the guys down at the CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. That is the big tech show that happens every year in Las Vegas. And uh, they're going back to a live show this year. Hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> yes. I don't know what's going to happen with the new variant. Well, it's definitely making some people nervous. Yeah, but I think they're just too far down the road to cancel it now. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll hear from him and some of the, the big tech trends that are going to be happening in uh, 2022 and 2023. He's always uh, got some uh, good stuff to talk about. John, let's uh, look at some of the tech news uh, this uh, week. Apple AirTags, we've talked about these things. I've got them. You've got them. Yep. These are great to stick on your keys, your purse, your dog, anything you don't want to lose. And apparently if you're a car thief, it's great too. Yeah, so in Ontario... Car thieves are putting air tags on high-end cars, and then they use that to track the people back to their homes. Yes, and the nice thing is they don't have to actually have to follow them. No, the air tag will eventually let them know where their where the vehicle lives. Let's put it that way. Yeah, because it may not be their home. So then they go to that person's driveway and, and steal the car from their driveway. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people are concerned about all the tracking that's happened lately. I mean, this has been happening for, you know, more than 10, 15 years with the advent of smartphones. Those things are tracked. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I know people get so paranoid about, oh, no, my location services is turned off. I'm like, yeah, but you keep leaving other breadcrumbs all over the place. Yeah. Like your phone is the biggest tracking device of all time. Anyway, there are things you can do with Apple AirTags, one of the features built into them is that it will recognize foreign AirTags. So if someone plants an AirTag on your car or on you or in your purse or wherever, your phone will actually alert you telling you that there's a foreign AirTag near you. Yeah, they actually just recently um, added a new feature as well where in the Find My app on your phone you can tracks this you can proactively go and take a look and see if there's anything around you because there is a bit of a delay yeah before it will actually notify you that there's a a foreign air tag in your vicinity yeah so and it can be up to eight hours even more sometimes so if you suspect that maybe you're being tracked or stalked or scoped out stocked for a car theft or something like that this is definitely something you want to check out in the find my app well and that's the interesting thing uh, john it's it's such a cool idea right uh and how it works essentially is it ties in all of apple's devices that are in the world so whether you have a macbook an ipad an iphone if it comes in contact with one of these lost air tags it sends that location information back to the person who lost it. It's anonymously sent. Yeah. But it basically, Apple has created their own Find Me network across the planet. Well, and this is what Tile was doing as well. Yeah. Right? The competitor that was out first. 
Right. Yeah. But there's a really kind of disturbing story about Tile now, though, because they got purchased recently uh, by a company, and apparently they're actively selling the location data of all the people that are Tile customers. Really? Yeah. That, I mean, that's not good PR. No. (laughs) It's exactly the opposite reason why you would want to get their device. So how are they selling it? Obviously, it'd have to be anonymous. Yeah, well... Are they just trying to sell the, the, the movement of people? It's yeah. hard to say, eh? It's hard to say because, I mean, the location data of millions of its users, what is that good for? That's good for making profiles yes. of people's movements. Yeah. Who would they sell that to? Governments? Marketing companies? I don't know. Like, we, I mean, we don't know all the information about this yet, but um, it's an important part of their business model, uh, the CEO for Life360, who recently purchased the tile company. Um, and they're basically um, saying that it has no means to confirm or deny the accuracy of whether it's one of the largest sources of location data in the industry. Because people are saying in the industry that this is the location information that people are buying and selling and matching up with profiles from your, you know, Facebook tracking, all the, all the stuff. So they are matching it up to people. Well, what else would you use with this information for, right? We're going to have to dig into this a little more because it's that, that is concerning. Okay. Moving on to another tech story, John, I have a Tesla. I love it. It's got a giant screen. Like it's like a giant iPad screen that basically houses everything from the speedometer to the radio. It controls the entire car. There are no other controls on that car. I can't even open the glove box without that screen. I remember the first time I drove it, you're, you're, you're uh, like, why are you letting me drive your car? You're, it's brand new. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it was raining and I was like, I don't know how to turn the windshield wipers on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So you have to like look at the screen and see where that button is. So one of the features, John, is the entertainment section. I can watch Netflix. Disney Plus. Well, we we should explain why you'd want to watch Netflix and Disney Plus and play games on it. It's because you have to charge your car. Yeah, or maybe you're waiting for your partner to buy some groceries and you got some time to kill in the car. So I can watch my favorite Netflix show or they've got a lot of games. They've got like Atari Arcade. Licensed arcade games. No, it's really cool. It is really cool. However, I didn't know this, John. You can play these games or your passenger can play these games while the car is driving. I think that's the intent. Yeah. Is that your kids in the backseat can do it. But again, without seeing this in action, I'm not sure how that would work. If your kids are in the back, they're using a wireless controller to play these games. Yeah. Can you still turn on the windshield wipe worse? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, there's another way to do it. But, okay. So, but the challenge is, the idea is that it's your passengers that are using it. Yeah. However, all it's doing if you go into one of the games, it's just at t- warning you that this is just for passengers and you, you're confirming that. You're confirming that you're not a passenger. Yeah. It's the same with the one other feature I love is the karaoke. Yes, I you know. Can, <laughs> you love that. And it asked me the same thing. I mean, it asked my passenger the same thing. Right. Yes. So a lot of people are concerned now that this is kind of very distracted driving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because uh, at night when you're driving down the highway you can see who's doing bad stuff in their cars yeah, because they're watching a movie in the front seat. Yes. Not, not and a, you shouldn't be not, not in a Tesla, no. but just in, in general, because everyone has a big screen in their cars now. Yeah. 
or some kind of screen, maybe not be a big screen like your iPad size screen, but, um, but I've seen people on the highway watching what looks like a movie to me. Yes. While they're driving at night in the rain. (laughs) (laughs) That's yeah. Who cares about people being on their phone? Now they're watching their favorite show or they're playing a video game. Yeah. I don't, anyway, if I was Tesla, I would shut that feature off. Like, only yeah. let people play video games when the car is parked. Well, and a lot of times those systems on third-party stereo systems, because I, I have a, a third-party uh, CarPlay system that I had in my old car. Yeah. When I installed it, you actually have to install a wire to your parking brake, and it only works if the parking brake is enabled. Yeah, smart. Right. Yeah. Right. So Tesla should do that. I think they should. Uh, let's do one more uh, story here, John. Uh Amazon's Alexa Together caregiver service is available now. It's yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah, we talked about this uh, a while ago when they first announced it. And this, the idea behind this, and I, I'm not 100% sure if it's available in Canada yet, but you pay uh, $20 per month or $200 a year for the service. And basically, it gives you the ability to use uh, Alexa devices. Sorry, I said her name. Uh, in, uh, in your home uh, or, or in your, say, your parents' home. And then you you have the ability to remotely sort of monitor them. That's kind of cool. Yeah. You can also get additional um, fall detection devices that tie into the whole care hub system. Yeah. So that if your loved one falls, it's got that fall detection and will alert you. Yeah. So, and the idea behind it too is that say you have like say a couple of uh, siblings that are taking care of an elderly parent, you can actually assign multiple caregivers to be notified of any issues that are happening. Those features may not come into play until next year, but they're slowly rolling this out in the States and uh, hopefully uh, everywhere else. We have a new contest that's uh, launching, John. Philips Hue. We sure do. Yeah. So we're giving away some Philips Hue smart lighting gear, and it's worth over a thousand dollars. It's pretty cool. It's a lot of light bulbs. <laughs> so we've got some great videos up on our website and on our YouTube channel, just showing how you can integrate smart lighting into your home. And John, it makes such a difference, like especially for like the holidays, because you can change all the different lighting colors. I put smart lighting in my kitchen under my counters. It just it changed my kitchen. Yeah. I can't believe you used your kitchen before without those lights in there. I know, because when I turned them off and I just used the old-fashioned <laughs> kitchen lights, I'm like, how did I even see anything in here before? Well, and I like, because it, like having under cabinet lighting, especially yeah. if it's controllable, Yeah, you have this nice soft light that's everywhere and you don't even need to turn on the overhead lights anymore. From yes. lo- I mean, unless you're cooking or something like that. But if you're just going to the fridge or something, it's just nice to have this ambient lighting in your house. What I love is that it's super easy to install. Yeah. as well and it works with all your favorite voice assistants so you can sh- actually use your voice to control the smart lighting and we're giving away a bunch of prize packs up on our website getconnectedmedia.com you'll see there's a, a big link up there to enter and there's multiple extra ways to get extra entries into the contest so again getconnectedmedia.com for the Philips Hue smart lighting giveaway when we come back from the break we're going to find out what kind of new tech trends are happening next year stay tuned You're back with Get Connected, Canada's number one tech radio show. Mike and John here, and we have so much more in today's program. Later on, we'll be talking with the folks over at the Consumer Electronics Show that's coming up in January about some of the really cool tech trends and things that we will be seeing 
at that uh, particular program. Uh, let's get into the gift guide. Yes. We're going to talk about smart TVs and smart streaming add-ons. Yeah. We get a lot of emails from people saying either they don't have a smart TV, they want a smart TV, or what smart TV add-on can they get to make their old, slow smart TV fast again? And that's an important thing because I have an old Vizio TV. Yeah. And it's the smart TV part is unusable now. Yeah. Like some of the apps won't even work anymore. I don't think the Netflix app even works. And any of the other ones, they're just deadly slow because they've been updated and they just keep adding out more features and the TV's computer processor can't handle it. The other challenge I find with smart TVs, especially older ones, is they're not set up for the fastest Wi-Fi. No. So you get buffering. Yeah. And sometimes you even have to use an Ethernet cable to power them. And even that doesn't work all the time. No. So a lot of the older ones use the 2.4 gigahertz frequency. But the new ones and the new sticks, they can use that and the 5 gigahertz frequency, which does give you better performance and better streaming. So, John, what is what are some of your favorite streaming sticks? Um, favorite streaming sticks. So I really like the Fire TV sticks. Yeah. They're super cheap. Uh, they, you can plug them in to the back of your TV. It has a little USB port on the back of it, and you plug that into your TV itself, so it's self-powering basically that way. And these are cheap like borscht. Yeah. I mean, Roku is also in that same space. I like the Roku. I've, my whole house is Roku. Yeah. So it just really depends on what platform you like. Um, and then there's also the Google TV one now, uh, the, yeah. the new one. It really depends on what sort of experience you like. Right. Um, at home for me, though, I my my go to in my living room on my big TV is an Apple TV a 4K. Yeah. So I've got a number of TVs in my house and a lot of them actually have the Roku TV smart system built in. Yeah. But on my main two, I do have Apple TVs. And the reason why is because all of the apps that are available and it's just fast. It's just way faster than the other I mean, competitors. The thing is that you can buy four fire TV sticks for the price of an Apple TV. I know. But the thing is, you're not going to be replacing your uh, Apple TV as maybe as soon as you might have to do the fire TV stick when they upgrade. Yeah. The, the Apple TVs are highly powered yeah. and you will notice this when you're scrolling through menus and different apps, the load times, it makes a difference. It, it really does. And I, I do like the fact though, John, you know, if you do want to do any entertainment like games on your TV, like I love the party games, like the, um, uh, the Jack in the Box games. Jackbox. Jackbox, uh, where you can have people all playing with their smartphones yeah. through the Apple TV. But, the, you, but you can also pair an Xbox controller to your Apple TV now too. It, it is, it's insanely powerful. Yeah. And I, it, it's hard when I have to go back to the Roku. I love the Roku. Don't get me wrong for the basic stuff, but it's just not as fast. And you just can't get those high-powered games and stuff that you can for an Apple TV. Yeah. But I... I, I I will give it to Roku. I have a stream bar in my bedroom. That's the sound bar one. The sound bar that has all that stuff built into it. Yeah. It's phenomenal. It sounds great. It doesn't take up a lot of space and it gives me all that smart TV stuff for that. Yeah. But the other thing is there is some interesting new smart TVs that just came out. Amazon is doing their own TVs now. Yeah. And they're actually made by TCL, which is a brand that we really like. Yeah. So, and they have things like uh, their smart speaker system is built into it 
So your TV itself actually has microphones. So you can just sort of talk to your room and say, hey, do something. And it turns it into a giant echo, basically. Yeah. So you can play, it doesn't have to be, the TV doesn't have to be on. You can play your music subscriptions, like from Spotify and things like that, and control your smart home. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. And they're pretty affordable too. Yeah. TCL, they make a lot of great TV. I mean, they're just kind of the leader now, don't you think? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the value is good. And they've got different models. They've got ones that have the Roku built in. Yep. And they have new ones that have Google TV built in. Yeah, my girlfriend got the um, the Google one. Yeah, how is it? It's pretty slick. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the only thing I don't like about a lot of these new smart TVs now is the remotes don't actually have an input button. You actually have to like navigate a menu to switch your input sources if the source doesn't switch automatically when you power it on. But how many sources do you have going into your TV? I mean, in the old days, you had a bunch. I mean, you might have a video game system. I have a lot, but... Yeah, okay. But you're like an Uber nerd. Yeah. <laughs> right? Thanks. You're welcome. Okay. We are going to have to take a break. Don't forget to go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We've got lots of great uh, videos, tips and tricks, the latest uh, tech reviews, and of course, our weekly contest. We're giving away a Philips Hue Smart Lighting Prize Pack. We're actually a few of them worth over $1,000. It is pretty awesome. And if you subscribe to our newsletter, which you should, why haven't you already, you'll get a chance to win extra entries into the contest. We're giving away 25 extra entries and you'll have to get that code word in the newsletter to put into the contest engine. It's fun. That's not till later. No. It's not this weekend. Oh, it's next weekend. Well, next week. Okay. It's coming. It's coming. Okay. When we come back from the break, the latest in space and health tech. Stay tuned. You are back with the program. Mike and John here. Every year, the Consumer Electronics Show is kind of the the haven for nerds across the world, especially North America. It's our mecca. It it truly, truly is. And it was kind of sad last year because of the pandemic. It had to go virtual. It still was great to see all the latest innovations, but it's back on again. We have a great guest to tell us about uh, what's happening this year and some of the tech trends he's... uh, seeing already. His name is Steve Koenig, Koenig, and he's a VP of Market Research at the Consumer Technology Association, the CTA that helps put the program together. Thanks for joining us, Steve. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So is it exciting to have the event on again, hopefully? (laughs) Wow, well, that's probably the understatement of the year. Um, It's super exciting, and I'm delighted to say that we've had such a tremendous response from the global tech community. I think in this season, uh, listeners certainly understand, you know, we've had lockdowns, we've been isolated, stay at home and so forth. Uh, but we just all crave that five cents experience and, and more as business people, we understand the importance of gathering in person. I think you can sustain the, the human element virtually for a period of time, but ultimately, uh, we need to get back to in person, and that's exactly what we're doing in Las Vegas. January fifth through eight are the show dates for CES, so folks can tune in and and to, to all the news and and happenings coming out of the show. But yeah, we're super excited to be back in La, uh, Las Vegas. Now that being said, we will have a a digital portion of the show uh, just for people who aren't able to travel. Uh, for example, uh, some of the folks from overseas. Uh, uh, across the Pacific or Atlantic, whichever the case is, but in person in Las Vegas, CES 2022. 
Can you tell our listeners why the Consumer Electronics Show is so important to the industry? Well, yeah, it's it's really the world's gathering place for technology innovation each and every year, and the timing of CES at right at the right at the start of the year sets the tone, I think, for for the coming twelve months uh, and what we can expect to happen uh, in terms of innovation, in terms of technology product launches. I think you know. So one thing to, that a lot of people don't know is that CES has been going for nearly fifty-five years. Wow! Uh, so <laughs> it's a, it's a, a long-running show, uh, and just over those decades, we we've just seen so much innovation happening. Uh, if you think about the the migration back in the old days, you know, analog, then we moved to digital, then we moved to connected. And presently, in this decade, it's really about adding intelligence with with AI. So. The, the importance of CES uh, also is that the show has evolved beyond just like a gadget show uh, and just strictly consumer devices. That, that's why uh, the company I work for, Consumer Technology Association, we rebranded, we were the Consumer Electronics Association and we rebranded as technology because technology really defines uh, our lives today here in the 21st century. And, and therefore, CES is representative and showcases innovation not only across the B2C landscape or consumer landscape, but also the B2B landscape or enterprise and commercial industrial opportunities. So we see innovation in all its various forms in a technology context. And uh, this is why CES is the, is the most important uh, technology event on the calendar on an annual basis and why so many industry folks, uh, senior level C-suite folks, down to, to product managers, uh, investors, uh, obviously the media, uh, all that can converge on Las Vegas in early January each and every year at CES. So Steve, what are some of the, uh, let, let's get a list of some of the major trends you're looking at and then we can dive into each one of them. What are some like four or five of the, the major trends that you're seeing this year? Well, strategically, I think that CES 2022 will write a new chapter uh, in what I describe as the new IoT, and that is the intelligence of things, which speaks to uh, the importance of connectivity, but also added intelligence. Uh, Listeners may be familiar with IoT or the Internet of Things. I think that was mostly a story uh, over the last decade. This decade... I think we've, we've generally speaking, ticked the box on connectivity. It's more about adding intelligence. And this is happening not just in the consumer device space, but, but really across the economy. And CES illustrates this when we consider new categories like food technology, uh, exhibitors like John Deere with uh, very sophisticated agricultural machinery and systems uh, and so forth. And then a new category uh, at CES 2022, space tech. So, so very interesting, uh, and 5G and AI really omnipresent uh, at CES 2022, but combining really to, to add up to the intelligence of things, which to me broadly defines innovation in this decade, the intelligence of things. Beyond that, uh, we have several key trends that we're focusing on, and, and I think you'll hear a lot about at CES 2022, including automotive or mobility, transportation, tech, uh, lots of things to unpack there. I mentioned space tech is, is one of the newer categories, very, very new. 
sustainability, we think about climate change, uh, and uh, there's a lot of innovation happening in that arena. And uh, last but certainly not least, considering this season of the pandemic, uh, health technology. We're seeing just more and more uh, innovation come out of that space uh, to the delight of consumers to their health. Uh, but a lot of people certainly these days are very interested in, in monitoring their vital statistics and leading healthier lifestyles. We're talking with Steve uh, Koenig from the Consumer Technology Association, all about uh, the Consumer Electronics Show coming up uh, in a matter of weeks, uh, really, about some of the tech trends uh, that uh, he is uh, following. So outside of wearables, what other type of uh, health technology do you think it's important that our listeners know about? Well, one other uh, innovation arena within the health domain uh, has been uh, this, this new sector of connected fitness. Uh, and uh, I would point to Peloton as probably the, the poster child, if you like, uh, of connected fitness. But there, there are many other examples. But uh, this has become really important to consumers during this season of the pandemic when uh, a lot of gyms have been closed or consumers may not feel comfortable going back to the gym. Uh, so connected fitness is, is another area that, that we'll see at CES. In addition to that, sleep technology, this, is, this has been a, a thing, if you like, uh, within the health uh, arena for, for a few years now. But, but once again, CES 2022 is going to write a new chapter in innovation in this space. So everything from different wearables and, and apps on your phone to, to track your sleep and, and give you feedback on your sleep, which everyone recognizes is critically important to health, but also... Uh, believe it or not, mattress systems like Sleep Number. So again, getting getting better, more accurate, uh, and uh, yes, by the way, costs are coming down. But finally, I would say uh, the really at the vanguard uh, of innovation that we're seeing this time around at CES is uh, is a lot of innovation in the category of mental health. Uh, and the reason for that is, is in this season of the pandemic, we, we've had a pandemic of a different sort, and that is with depression. Uh, a, a number of people around the world suffering from depression, I mentioned before, and everybody, it doesn't really need, people don't need reminding that, that we've, we've been stuck at home. A lot of us haven't been able to see loved ones uh, or really get out that much uh, during this season. So new innovative uh Devices uh, like VR, uh, but also other apps uh, on smartphones, ways that, that can help people cope with depression. And, and that's uh, congruent with a lot of the innovation we're seeing in therapeutics. So not just diagnostic systems like we talked about with wearables, but also therapeutic systems that are geared to, to help people cope on a day-in, day-out basis managing chronic disease. We're talking with Steve Koenig. He's uh, one of the the people behind the Consumer Electronics Show. When we come back from the break, we'll talk some more tech trends, uh, intelligent devices, and space technology. You're listening to Get Connected. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected, Mike and John here. We're talking about the Consumer Electronics Show coming up in a few weeks. That's uh, the the nerd gathering where we learn all about the latest tech trends coming up in 2022 and beyond. We've got our good friend Steve Koenig. He's uh, one of the the guys behind the show over at the CTA, the Consumer Technology Association. And uh, thanks for joining us again, Steve. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Steve's joining us from his ham shack, which may be of interest to some listeners. Yeah, not ham sandwiches. Nope. <laughs> Ham radio? <laughs> yeah, you're a ham radio guy. I didn't know that. 
Yes, that's true. Uh, I'm, I'm pleased to say I'm, I am a ham, uh, an amateur radio operator, and uh, I've got lots of uh, good uh, ham buddies up in Canada. A lot of the uh, Victor Echo call signs, Victor Echo 1, 2, 3. I think it's uh, Victor Echo 6 or 7 out, uh, out your way in British Columbia. Uh, but uh, in any case, yeah, my, my call sign, and just in case any uh, hams are listening, is uh, Kilo Oscar 4, Kilo Golf Sierra, KO4 KGS. You were the internet before the internet, essentially. <laughs> that, that's right, yeah, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great hobby. Uh, it ticks a lot of boxes for me. Uh, so uh, just the tech stuff, but also just talking to people around the world. Uh, and making those connections, so yeah, well, yeah, you hobby. seem very shy, so it must be hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's jump back in the consumer electronics show. You talked uh, about space tech being at the show now. What's what's happening there? Well, witness a, a category that is really at the uh, the salient, I think, of innovation, and we're ju- it's it's so brand new. I mean, we hear a lot about in the media with space tourism, but let's face it, it's going to be many, many, many years indeed before we're all saving dollars for our holiday in orbit, uh, which begs the question then, so what, what is space tech and, and, and what, are the, what are the real opportunities today? And this is what CES 2022 is going to teach us. I'm, I'm pleased to say that we're going to have uh, a significant uh, exhibit from Sierra Space that will be featuring their Dream Chaser Orbiter, so a legit spacecraft, uh, kind of like a space shuttle, will be at CES 2022, and they're gonna be talking about what are the commercial applications. And this really ranges from engineering uh, to, uh, there's a lot of interesting things that you can do in a zero gravity environment, Uh, all kinds of scientific experiments, space medicine. I think another one is around uh, communications uh, that that would involve a lot of uh, low earth orbit satellites. I think this is, probably the way that we hack the problem of bridging that digital divide. It doesn't make sense to run fiber all over Canada. Uh, so we, we can do this from space with, with wireless uh, transmissions. And uh, this, is, this is just, like I said, we're, we're just getting started in space, the, these commercial opportunities. So something brand new in space tech to see at CES 2022. And just moving over to, you talked about the intelligence of things before uh, IoT stood for the Internet of Things, just connecting everything. So not just computers and iPads, but TVs and toasters and vacuums. But now it's the intelligence of things. And the really cool thing is, is a lot of these devices now can do everything that they used to have to talk to the cloud to do on the device. And so what are we seeing there, Steve? Well, we're seeing a lot, uh, and this is really, I think, omnipresent across the industry, this, this idea of adding intelligence. And, and, and let's face it, there are a lot of different flavors of, of AI, whether it's robotic process automation, natural language processing, when we think about digital assistants like Amazon Alexa or Google Assistant, a lot of consumers uh, leaning into that space, utilizing those. Siri, as another example, on your iPhone, uh, so uh, th- those are a few things, but then computer vision, uh, this is across uh, from self-driving vehicles to, to medicine, uh, where we're seeing artificial intelligence make a contribution and uh, the things that it can see uh, are, are a lot more than the human eye. Uh, and then uh, lastly, machine learning, where we talked about digital health and, and monitoring vital statistics. Well, you, you start to to add all that up, we're, we're just generating massive, massive amounts of data. So really AI is, is required uh, to help us 
just manage all that data, interpret it, and then uh, provide context and then meaningful takeaways and actions from that data. So you think about monitoring your, your blood pressure uh, several times a minute, you know, over a multi-month period, you know, so what are the broader trends? Who's going to look at that? You know, your doctor probably doesn't have time. So AI can, can constantly monitor this in real time, provide uh, feedback. And this, this is something that consumers endorse because it adds up to convenience uh, and new insights. Uh, and those benefits extend really into the business and industrial space and really across the economy. I, I talked about John Deere as one of the CES 2022 exhibitors, clearly one of the top brands in agriculture. They have some amazing technologies, uh, and it's amazing partly because of the sensors, the sophisticated sensors, but also the AI. So they're going to be showing a, a product they call the Sea and Spray. It sounds like a child's toy, but it's really a tractor that uh, that can just have, uh, I think, just almost like mill spec um, precision in terms of uh, administering herbicides. Uh, so not in, instead of basically covering the whole field with herbicide to, to kill weeds and, and boost uh, crop yields, really can just surgically target these, these areas. That's less herbicide, that's better for us as consumers when we're eating the produce, uh, cheaper for the farmer, which means lower food prices. So AI and intelligence really helping us uh, in a number of ways, not just in the consumer space, but across the economy. We've been talking with Steve Koenig. He's uh, the man over at uh, the Consumer Technology Association, uh, the folks that put on the Consumer Electronics Show. Coming up uh, very shortly here, January 5th to 8th, I believe, right? That's correct, January 5th to 8th. Thanks for joining us today, Steve. Thanks so much for having me. We'll be covering more of the uh, tech trends coming up in the coming weeks as we uh, lead up to the uh, the show. So you can always check out our website at getconnectedmedia.com to find out uh, more. When we come back from the break, we're going to give you some more information on how to get extra entries into our Philips Hue Smart Lighting Contests. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected with Mike and John. Just want to throw to our contest. We're just starting it. It's the Philips Hue Smart Lighting Contest, giving away over $1,000 in Philips Hue Smart Lighting Prize Packs. And this stuff is amazing to put in your home. It just takes your house to another level. I mean, they've got indoor, they've got outdoor. It's great for holiday. Uh, we've got some great videos on some of the, the different themes that we've set up uh, as well at getconnectedmedia.com. But uh, how, how do they win, John? Well, they first of all, you need to go to getconnectedmedia.com, click on the Philips Hue Giveaway blog post, follow the instructions there, sign up if you're not already signed up, and make sure you subscribe to our newsletter because we're going to be putting special codes only for newsletter subscribers. We get a lot of emails after these go out saying, what's the code? What's the code? I'm like, are you a subscriber? No, you're not a subscriber. Oh, no code for you. No code for you. So subscribe to our newsletter, our e-newsletter, and our e-newsletter is awesome. We send out all the greatest uh, tech tips and tricks and reviews on a weekly basis. And it, uh, it keeps you entered into a lot of the contests we're doing as well. And we're giving away 25, get this, 25 extra entries if you subscribe to our newsletter and put in the, uh, the code word that we're going to be uh, sending out uh, this weekend. Woot woot. I want to thank all the folks that help put the show together. Of course, John and uh, Christina and the rest of the folks back at the studio. We'll see you again next time.